The guests on Love Hurts occasionally use some adult language and go into some more intense subject matter, but that's kind of how real life works anyway. This is Love Hurts. I'm Brian Berlin. Today's guest is Grant Bowen. Grant is an actor, writer, and storyteller living in New York. In high school, Grant played Danny in the production of Grease and ended up falling for the girl playing Sandy. They went on a date and there wasn't really a spark, but Grant felt he had to find a way to create one. The story ends in an embarrassing fashion, but we both talk about how tough it is to know what you're doing with dating at that age and share what we've learned since. Hey, Grant, how's it going? Hey, going good. How are you? Good, good. Thanks so much for uh, coming to hang out and share some stories about heartbreak. Thanks for thanks for inviting me. I'm excited to do this. I don't yeah. get I don't get many podcast requests. So. It's the like a low level honor of the in the world. <laughs> it's like I've made it ish. Yeah, you've it's... made it in a really in the lowest sense that you can make it. <laughs> <laughs> but now I guess yeah, you could say I've been on a podcast. It's yeah, a, there we go. Cool. Well, thanks so much for being here. And yeah, what what did you want to talk about today? Um, well, I've got a little story for you. Uh, it's a little bit of a, 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 an embarrassing high school story. Yeah. Um, in, uh, the most embarrassing environment for a high school story, which is the theater. Uh, <laughs> um, so I was in the spring musical, uh, every single year when I was in high school, uh, in my sophomore year. Uh, like every high school theater program, I feel like every few years or so, uh, that musical was Grease. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, I lucked into, uh, the lead role. It was Danny Zuko. Oh, um, wow. Okay. Yeah. No, no. It's, uh, just for those who can't see me, I am rocking those Travolta good. No, I'm not. I'm not even going to finish. <laughs> I'm not even going to mislead you guys. Um, but no, it was a total blast. Like I loved doing that show and don't get me wrong. It was like. As far as high school theater goes, it was as cheap as you could get. Like, like all our songs were done to karaoke tracks. And, okay. uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, like our clothes were from the Goodwill. Um, best of all, you'll love this, uh, Greased Lightning, the car. I was literally, that was like the thing I was thinking. What was the car? Plywood. It was this, <laughs> it was, and I'll give them credit. They, they made some dimension to it. It was basically this plywood box that we rolled onto stage and it was painted to look like a hot rod. And we all had to, like, if you if you know the show, that car rolls out and one of the first lines about it is, what a hunk of junk. <laughs> I think it was the most authentic part of everyone's performance in each show. I mean, I only, I've, I guess I've never seen this musical, but like in the movie, yeah, it starts up as this beat up thing and at the end it's this beautiful car. So you guys, right. you really didn't get to the after, there's no real after in that. It's no, just kind no, of it's, a before. It's like, here's this beat up wooden box and here's this beat up wooden box with a different panel on it. Uh, <laughs> <but> the, <laughs> yeah, I'll tell you what's interesting about that show too, the way we did it is growing, as you can imagine, doing it in high school in Alabama. Um, we we censored the script, which I want to make I want to clarify here to any t- teachers out there or drama teachers don't do this. <laughs> like you will get in trouble with the publisher if they catch you. 
So maybe just pick something that's a little, if, if you're worried about the language or the content, maybe just pick a different play. Um, is that a thing with, like, if you, this is something I just don't, I'm curious. Like, so if you, like, buy the rights to a script, you're supposed to, like, perform it as is or whatever? You are, and well, here's the thing. What I'm describing is only illegal if you get caught it's one of those yeah things. yeah yeah but it's, it's like, like a, yeah who's and they who's can coming, they can find who's you. showing up at these plays yeah yeah exactly but like no you're making an agreement when you license a play or a musical to perform that you're going to perform it as written okay um and there as if you know Grease well enough there's a lot of things about like teen pregnancy and, yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. a lot of language in it and stuff like that and it's it's uh some, some heavy edits yeah and when your high school is i'm not kidding straight up Right across the street from the First Baptist Church, people are a little like, maybe we'll we'll just maybe don't say damn. Can you not say damn? <laughs> oh man. Um, but the the thing that made it so fun uh, was that we all kind of became this tight knit group. Me and the rest of the cast, like, because here we were, we we liked the show, we enjoyed working on it, we were getting to know each other on kind of a a deeper level than we had before. And uh, it was within this tight-knit group that I developed my first showmance. Um, because I straight-up developed a crush on the girl who was playing Sandy. Um, <laughs> and it's, it, you know, whenever I tell a story about people I was dating, like, I tend to change their names just to save them from embarrassment. And so uh, whenever I tell this story, I, I say, let's just call her Olivia Newton-John. Uh, so um olivia was really cute she was blonde just like sandy in the movie um but she had this really really heavy southern accent because i'm from alabama originally okay uh so it's like and she had a very very noticeable accent we spent one rehearsal just drilling the phrase like it's real nice because it kept coming out, it's real nice. Like, <laughs> R-I-L-L-N-A-H-S-S. Um, but I was, you know, I was kind of becoming smitten with her. And to be clear, we knew each other. We had, we had been in the spring musical like the year before. Um, but now here we were, we were spending all our afternoons pretending to be this couple, pretending we were falling in love with each other and... and I was just kind of getting caught up in the fantasy of that. And so, like, at this time in the world, like, this is, what year of high school is this? Oh, this is sophomore year. Sophomore year. And then are you, like, dating-wise, are you just not, what's your experience? Are you just, like, is this one of your first kind of crushes or, like, where are you at in that world? Well, this is part of the thing, because, like, my feelings towards Olivia uh, (laughs) were... You know, they were they made me a little nervous because like I didn't have that much experience with dating yeah. at this point. I think the the closest I had gotten, I had um, I went on this date with this girl I went to church with, um, and it was a date where her parents came on the date too. Like it was kind of weird. <laughs> like and, and and like don't get me wrong, she was very cute, she was very cool, but I come from a very like. Uh, Bible Belty kind of town where I guess her parents were just like, well, we don't think you're ready to be alone with boys yet. You know, so. Yeah, you can date my daughter, but we're going to be here until she's 16. And then. Yeah. And it's like, it's, and, but this time, like, I was 16, and my, even my parents, I feel like, were like, we got you that car. You better be taking some girls out. 
<laughs> yeah, they're starting to like be encouraging of like, yeah, maybe if, if you met somebody, that'd be great. Like, <laughs> yeah. So I didn't have a lot of experience. Yeah, and I just thought, you know, if if this is how you really feel about this girl, just go for it. Just try to like ask her out. So one afternoon at rehearsal, I did, and she was. I was lucky. She was like, you know what? Why not? Let's see where this goes. So we did go on this one day. You know, I took her out to dinner. Um, I took her to see this Broadway show that was touring through Birmingham. I think it was the producers. And we had this, this great time and we had a really good time. And unfortunately I could tell that she was kind of in the space of like, you know, I had fun, but I'm not really feeling anything here. Um, I could sense that. And instead of the logical reaction, just being like, oh, this isn't going to work out. Time to move on. My brain is like, oh, she doesn't know how much I like her yet. <laughs> I have to try harder. Yeah, uh, like I didn't do a good enough job showing her that I'm like into her on this first date. No, she's not getting it. She's not getting it at all. <laughs> I feel like that is such a recurring theme about so many of my past like failed romantic endeavors. I feel it's like there's that impulse. It's like, oh, I have to convince you to like me. You know, it's like I like you, but I've got to prove something here. Yeah, that I like I remember being very much in that same kind of mindset at the time when I was in high school and I would like somebody and I would be so stressed about like if how like not making sure they know until it was like the right moment that they know. Yeah. And not thinking so much about like, well, I, I hope they like me, but I yeah, I want I want that. I like want the approval of this thing. Oh, I got I got to romance you, you know, I've got to. <laughs> yeah, you're just like trying to figure it out, right? I guess that's the other theme of it. It's like you're new to this and you're like, I like this person. I don't know if she likes me or not, but. Right. And I inhabit it's It's weird because like I inhabited this weird kind of social realm where I wasn't one of the cool kids. Like all the cool kids were like football players and other athletes and stuff. But at the same time, I wasn't like a social outcast. You know what I mean? Yeah, it was like it was like, oh, here's all the cool kids and Grant's here, too. You know, it's like like so I'm like, I don't know how people perceive me. I don't know like how I mean, at the time, I don't know like how to present myself. So I think, oh, if I'm going to if I'm going to convince someone to like me back the way I like them, I've got to really like, you know, pull out all the stops and romance them. Um, And then, of course, I lay it on like way too thick. Uh, to I'm, I'm like calling her more often. I'm, uh, trying to hang out with her more like one-on-one -on -one at rehearsals. I'm basically, I'm just short of like stalking this poor girl <laughs> whenever we're on a break. Yeah. So when you went on this date, like how much was it into the rehearsals time? Like how long into like the play arc was it when you go on this first date with her? Yeah, that's an excellent question. Cause I know we were probably... Because I'm thinking about how long those rehearsals were. It had to have been, like, within, like, the first, like, half of the rehearsal process. And again, okay. we had that, that pre-established relationship from yeah, the Yeah, you weren't before. strangers to each other. We weren't strangers, so which probably made her more comfortable with saying yes. And part of me, my brain had just been like, oh, well, I mean, we had so much fun. Why wouldn't you want to, you know? I sound like an incel when I say that out loud. But sure, no, but it's, like, <laughs> again, it's like that thing of like, you're trying to figure out how dating works. Yeah. And in your brain, you're like, great, we've been hanging out a lot. We've know we know each other. Like, this is such like a thing that in my head when people are like, oh, I married my best friend. 
in high school, I like very much thought like, oh, that means the be- your best friend is like the person for you. <laughs> Instead of saying like, oh, I met this person and then we became best friends because we just clicked so well. Like I, that never, it like took me years to figure out like, oh, people mean that they just connected well and became best friends not that they were initially best friends oh i'm gonna i'm, I'm gonna put a pin in that but like we I, <laughs> it took me a while to get for that yeah, like news to click in too um but yeah so it's like i i could tell it was getting to the point so now where, yeah you're kind yeah. of you've gone on this date you do you like ask for a second date and she's like weird about it and then you're still trying to like figure out how to navigate it yeah, I'm still just being like, hey, maybe we should do it. And she's like, all. it's one of the things where it's like, there's always, she's always busy, you know? Yeah, she doesn't want to be impolite and just be like, hey, I'm not into you this way. Right, exactly. Well, and here's part of where I wasn't really <laughs> cool is because I was a sophomore. This girl was a senior at okay. this point. So she's already like looking ahead, ready to, to get out and move on and stuff like that. And here's this. <laughs> this dorky little 16 year old <laughs> trying to like, trying please, to please date me <laughs> win her affection my lady yeah. uh, but um i think the biggest sign of her discomfort was this one day where <laughs> where we were in rehearsal i walk up behind her and i wasn't even going to talk to her i was just watching what was happening on stage but she doesn't hear me walk up behind her <laughs> And then when she turns around and finally does see me, uh, she screamed. So, and I'm like, I may not have been the most socially adept person, but that's that's clearly not the reaction you want is terror on sight when you're trying to win somebody over. And it's that made things pretty awkward. Um, and so we finally get through the show, which goes great. I got to like... None of this affected what we were doing on stage. Yeah, so so even though there was, like, this weirdness, the navigation of that didn't affect the way that you were performing together. No, no, because, like, I... She, probably because she was just that much more mature than me. Um, <laughs> like, let's just be real. Um, but, yeah, so we get to the end of the show, and uh, my friend Lisa, who was in the cast, uh, she tells us, hey, we're going to have the cast party at my house. And I think, well, if I'm going to get one more shot to maybe like have some one-on-one time with Olivia and like sort out like how I feel, maybe it's going to be there. We get to the night of the party and we're getting to the swing of things. People are snacking on soda and chips and um, like we're, we're splitting up into, into groups to kind of chat and socialize. People are in different rooms of the house. I'm in the biggest group that is sitting, like, in the living room. And as we're all sitting in this big circle, someone gets the idea for us to start playing Truth or Dare. Um, Yeah, that's classic. Classic, like... That's always a great idea. No alcohol later, teen years party. (laughs) No, that's a... When you're 16, that's a bad idea when you're sober. (laughs) Or, at worst, on, like, a lot of caffeine. So this game of truth or dare breaks out. We're, we're going around and it lands on this one girl and she says truth. And I'm only half listening. I don't fully hear the question, but somehow part of her answer, um, she says, you know, I'll be honest. I've always thought Grant was kind of cute. 
and I perk up and I'm like, what? And yeah, immediately like what's been going I'm on? Like, what are you talking about? And then like all of these other girls who were there start chiming. It's like, oh yeah, I think Grant's cute. Like, yeah, Grant's totally cute. And someone goes, hey, raise your hand if you think Grant is cute. And like, like 90% of the girls sitting in that circle raise their hand. And I don't know how to process this. Like I've, I've never been... Because, like I said, I didn't know how to see myself, you know? I didn't see myself as as someone who could be seen as cute. So now here I am with, like, all the girls in our cast <laughs> basically saying they think I'm cute, and I just don't know how to handle it. Like, take it in? Yeah. Yeah, and it's at that point, Olivia had been in another room. It's at that point where she came into this room and went, Hey, what's everybody doing? <laughs> and this next part really embarrasses me. Because I don't know why I did it. I don't know what came over me. But when she walked in and asked, what's everybody doing? I leapt to my feet and went, hey, come play. Everyone just said I'm cute. <laughs> like, I don't know. It's so, uh, it is so painful because like, I don't know. I think it was like my last ditch plea. It's like, it wouldn't be so weird if you thought the same thing. Like, I don't know what I was trying to get. Yeah, you're riding this very confusing high of, like, I've never felt like this before. <laughs> and now the person I like just walked into the room and, oh, my God. Right. <laughs> Here are my feelings. Like, what was her reaction supposed to be? Like, oh, that's the winning argument. Now I'll it's socially acceptable for me to like you. <laughs> yeah, because even if you explain the entirety of you would have, there's no way to not be like, oh, yeah, we were just doing this game of, truth or dare and they said i was cute and then all of them said i was cute so what do you think like <laughs> there's no way to make that even more awkward than no 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 well i mean and, and her ha- real well, reaction yeah was not like because she just kind of gives me this like pause and this kind of pitiful look and she just goes well i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> and she says goodbye to everybody and she goes out to her car and i'm just like crushed i'm just like so humiliated because it was that was my last ditch and you know i'm just i have to accept i'm not gonna end up with olivia newton john (laughs) nothing um but you know then the party keeps going and we're having more fun once Olivia leaves, things are lightening up and we're getting rowdier and we're, you know, singing the cast recording of Rent at the top of our lungs. <laughs> like we know what those songs mean. That, sh- that By the way, in 2020, that show is full of like so many lies. But anyway, that's a rant for another time. <laughs> um, but I'm just like, as as we start lightening up and having more fun... It occurs to me, it's like, you know, I was just sitting in this room, in this circle, where all these girls just said that they thought I was cute. And I've put all this time and energy into trying to convince somebody who, at the end of the day, just didn't feel that way. You know, maybe it's 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 time to focus on, like, what I do have here, which is, like, I now have this close-knit group of friends who already like me for who I am. And, you know, it's like maybe instead of chasing this fantasy I've built up in my head, I can focus on what I actually have that's real, you know? 
Yeah. And that's, you know, that's the story of that particular um, <laughs> endeavor, I guess, that that, that failed uh, pursuit. Although what is funny is that the girl who would end up being my first girlfriend was in that circle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> she was she was one of the other girls who raised her hand. Um, and that's, a you know, that's a whole other story, but it was, it was kind of, that kind of made me clue. And it's like, Oh, this person's been here the whole time. Yeah. Like you were so focused on this specific thing that you weren't like being aware of the other people in your orbit and being like, Oh yeah, actually I really enjoy these people, but I was so focused on this one person. Yeah. Like, and like making this person notice me completely oblivious to, what was going on around me, which I mean, you know, you're 16. Yeah, it's classic 16. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> what happened? So how did you and this person end up together that you then ended up dating? So what ended up happening is, so I was talking to my friend Lisa, who we were at her house at the cast party, and I'm kind of pouring my heart out about like still being single and still being like, you know, things not working out when I ask girls out and everything. And she stopped me and she went, you know Emmy has liked you the entire time, right? And I'm like, Emmy? I'm, are, are, you, are you sure? She's like, Grant, she won't shut up about it. <laughs> and that's when I found out how this, this girl had, like, uh, been telling people how she secretly liked me and how she was, like, just d- annoyed and devastated that I was chasing these other girls <laughs> and how she even, she even developed a code to talk about me in front of me with her friends. And I was like, I asked Lisa, I was like, what are you talking about? And she's like, well, you know, you know how she likes that Phantom of the Opera movie that came out? And that movie, you know, had come out with Gerard Butler and Emmy Rossum. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And I go, yeah, it's like, you know how she keeps saying that she just loves Gerard so much? (laughs) And I'm still not getting it. I'm like, yeah. (laughs) She's like, Grant. You're Gerard. Gerard means you. And I'm like, whoa. Just like all the pieces of the puzzle are coming together. It's like the end of the usual suspects. Like, I'm just like, I'm like, I've, I've, rem- that's what she's been talking about. Um, <laughs> that's very, yeah. That is like, I, so this was when I was in third grade. So much, much, but I was like, I had, I was always like, Get I would get like crushes on people when I was in yeah. third grade, and I was like very obsessed with this person in third grade, and I would tell my friend Alex about it all the time. I'd be like Alex, like uh, it was um Megan, and I was like, do you think like Megan? Do you think it could work? Like, you know, in third grade, what are we gonna do? But it's just like <laughs> I have this crush, right? And it's like, yeah, like I and Megan would like not paying attention to me at all, like ever, ever paying attention to me, and. Alex has a birthday party and again like you know she'd get like giggly with her friends and go in a corner and they'd whisper about something and I remember being at this party and one of like two guys at this party or something like that and I'm like this is so strange like what's going on like Alex is so like I hang out with Alex on her own and she's fun to be around and I don't know what's going on with all these girls and all this giggling and I have no idea what's going on and and one of her friends comes up to me and She's like, oh, have you seen Alex's yearbook? And I'm like, no. And she hands me this yearbook. 
I go through it and there's guys' names that have like hearts on them as like her crushes, right? Like, <laughs> and so there's like outlines of just hearts right around the photos. And I get to my photo and it's not just an outlined heart, but it's like colored in around the heart. Oh, damn. Oh, <laughs> and that's I was like, like... <laughs> <laughs> hey, for third grade, that's. Yeah, and that's... I remember my, I remember my third grade self just being so like, oh no, like I. Oh, I didn't see this coming. And then it was like the clearest thing because then I was like, oh, these girls were giggling about me. They were like whispering about me as I was in the room. Oh my God, I don't Uh, know what to do. And then I like moved shortly after that. And I feel like I just, I I didn't know how to avoid the whole scenario. (laughs) Oh, when you break uh, into the color spectrum, you know it's real love. (laughs) Yeah, they're filling in the hearts. It's not just the tracing of the hearts. They're fully filled in. Not just, you know, it's part, I mean, it's, it's weird. I I think part of the reason I wasn't that experienced with dating is because, um, I don't know. I was kind of just a late bloomer in terms of my interest in it because I can really distinctly remember in sixth grade, um, my, my best friend Mallory at the time, like we hadn't seen each other all summer. And so here we are. We're 12. I want to stress that we're 12 years old. And she walks right up to me. I'm like, hey, Mallory. And she's like, have you asked anybody out yet? And I'm like, no. And she's like, what? Like She looked shocked. Like, why not? I'm like, because I didn't know we were doing that yet. Yeah, she's like, it's 12. You got to tie that down now. 12. This it's is like, what are you doing? You're behind, bud. <laughs> oh, you've got to lock it in. Yeah, it's a very, it's it's become, I, that was like when I was 13, I remember going on dating somebody for like a week. And I don't know what dating is at 13. Why am I dating this person? And I remember telling my friend, I was like, who was friends with, like kind of set us up. I was like. I just don't know if this is working out. Like, I just, this doesn't feel like I know we're dating, but I don't feel like we actually get along that well. I feel like we both just agreed to start dating (laughs) and we're a week into this thing. And it's like, you'd go to, I don't know if this was, I'm sure football was like a part of the Alabama culture, but we would go to like football games and on Friday nights in my town in New Jersey. But like all the kids, all the middle school kids would just like hang out and play tag. But then I think like, kids would go and like make out in the shadows and of course so i was would. i was so ready to be like hey i don't i i don't know if this is working out i go to my friend like i don't know if this is gonna work out i think i'm gonna break up with her and she's like no just wait to the football game on friday and kiss her and i was like <laughs> i don't know if i'm like borderline thinking this isn't working i don't know if the way to solve this is kissing them yeah. <laughs> i don't know if that's gonna land <laughs> yeah but just being like fully out of my element and depth at that age of just like yeah i don't know i gotta tell you i'm 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 32 now and it's nice to it's not it's nice when you get to the point where you you date someone for a little bit and you can just go all right so what are we doing here it's the, yeah it's like the, i know that what this is i get it i i'm able to like follow along and know where this is what this is and what this could be <laughs> versus just be, like being in something and being very confused the whole time Oh yeah, it's, do I do I tell her how I feel? I don't yeah. know. It's definitely it's been a long road since uh <laughs> since Greece. Now you're engaged, right? Yes, I am now engaged. I was going to bring that back to what you said about um uh marrying your best friend or whatever where it's finally when you finally clue in when you meet someone it's like, "Oh, you are you have it's you have become my best friend." in this like partnership that we have um no it's been a long way we just got engaged 
back uh this this virus the last six months have been blurred i engaged the night of september 9th let's i can tell you the specific day all right i I proposed on that night yeah you have Uh, no sense of how long it's been since that date but you know the date that that happened everything is just smeared but uh, but no and we're very excited we're looking ahead to um an early 2022 wedding we started looking at stuff for 2021 and funny thing it's almost like all the weddings this year had to reschedule or something (laughs) who'd have thought um but no yeah we're really excited and we're really happy and it's 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 you know it's been a long road since not knowing how to present yourself to somebody Well, yeah, you always, it's nice to know that in the end, you can pull it together and figure it out. <laughs> it all, it, it all, people, just be yourself and be confident about being yourself. And eventually someone will find that uh, even the dweebiest parts of you are uh, worth committing to. <laughs> what a terrible way to phrase that. That's the message. <laughs> oh, she's going to kill me when she hears that. <laughs> Yeah, but I think that's an endearing thing. It's saying like the things that you find as not as attractive. It's like somebody else will find those things attractive, even though I think these are nerdy, embarrassing things. No, of course. And and like, you know, the the big thing with us is that we have going back to the best friend thing, because this is this is a trap that a lot of theater people fall into is is you got to find someone who's just like you um, who like is pursuing similar goals or likes the same things or whatever but honestly we're someone who's like you know i'm still performing she works in advertising and we have you know personality strengths where the other one has weaknesses we we counterbalance each other out which is what you really want yeah um and yeah no it's it's we're good we're really happy cool (laughs) well yeah thanks so much for sharing all that great stuff Absolutely. Thanks for having me, Brian. Yeah. And then uh, if people want to like learn more about anything you got going on, if you want to plug anything or just people can follow you on social media, is there anything you want to share? Yeah. Uh, you can follow me on Instagram at jgrantbowen. Um, it's, there, we're, we're getting close to an election, so I'm about to get pretty annoying. Uh, <laughs> but follow me on there. And, um, you know, I, I, co- I co-produce... A storytelling show called Awkward Teenage Years. Uh, it's me and Will Clegg, who's been on the show before, and we're gearing up to start a new season. So uh, follow us at Awkward Teenage Years on social media. We're on Facebook and Instagram, and you can watch our live streams at Twitch.tv/AwkwardTeenageYears. Cool. Yeah. Well, thanks so much again for sharing. Thanks so much. This is how we love, this is how we fight for something that's right. Love Hurts is produced, hosted, and edited by Brian Berlin. Theme music by Mickey Hommel. Show art by Caroline Mallon. You can find Love Hurts on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you like the show, Rate and review it on Apple Podcasts and tell a friend about it. You can find Love Hurts on Twitter and Instagram at Love Hurts Pod, and our website is lovehurtspod.com. I'm Brian Berlin, and this is Love Hurts. <laughs> <laughs>